0: You are listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women all over the country rediscover a migraine free life. Today I'm talking to Mary, who runs our awesome Facebook community, about sinus issues and migraine headaches. Welcome, Mary. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. So I thought we would tackle this topic today.
1: Are my sinuses causing my migraines? It sounds like a question that could be answered in a yes or a no, but I'm guessing it's more complicated than that. (laughs) (laughs) And a pretty common
0: question that people ask in our free Facebook group, Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND. I mean, Mm -hmm. this comes up. I don't know how many times a month you think this comes right. up, but probably three or four times a month. This question is asked.
1: Well, and if not like in that exact way, it's asked in what do you guys take when your sinus is cut? Like kind of in a more roundabout way, like what are you taking if your sinuses are giving you migraines? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So sinus pain with migraines
0: is a very, very common situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not personally experienced this. I don't happen to be prone to sinus issues, but Mm -hmm. um, in my experience of working with women who are prone to migraines, this comes up quite a lot. People Mm -hmm. suffer with migraines and sinus pain, Sinus pressure, sinus issues, quite a bit. And even more common
1: than sinus issues is allergies. I was actually thinking a lot about allergies because mine have been driving me insane. And Uh I kept thinking, I wonder what Leslie would say.
0: (laughs) Okay, perfect. So we'll kind of talk about allergies too, because there's a connection between allergies and sinus issues when it comes to migraines. And we're Mm -hmm. recording this in the fall where we're coming into hay Mm -hmm. fever season for a lot of people, right? So a lot of people are prone to allergies in the fall, seasonal allergies in the fall. So we're right in that time period here. Yes. And me personally, if you've been following the podcast and you've listened to me talk about some of my health history, allergies. Now this is something that I am prone to. Okay. I was Mm -hmm. taking allergy shots by the time I was in high school so mm. the allergy phenomenon with migraines the sinus phenomenon with migraines they're they're related so we're going to talk about this all right so what people if we kind of stay focused on sinuses first uh what people very typically experience is a lot of times confusion do i have a sinus infection or do i have a migraine right And many of my clients actually thought for many years that they were having recurring sinus infections or recurring sinus issues. Mm. And they did not know that they were getting migraine headaches.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering exactly what the difference is between just a regular old sinus headache and a migraine.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because migraines, the symptoms that the migraine generates can be so varied, right? We can have one yeah. person, the whole left side of their body goes numb and another person, the pain, right? The, the 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 symptom is pain by and large, and the pain happens to be really, really centered on the sinuses instead of the head right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, with migraine, I mean, people have migraines where they're just having abdominal symptoms, right? So it can be difficult for people to get a diagnosis or realize that it's actually migraines if the migraine symptoms that they have are not the classic, okay, my head is pounding, or I have a an aura, a visual disturbance before my head starts pounding. Right. If they have Mm. migraine symptoms that are a little bit, you know, outside of that, of those classic symptoms, it can be challenging for them to realize, Oh, this is, this is a migraine.
1: Right. Right, You know, and I had a recent experience um, about a month ago, we went with some friends to a movie and This just made me really think about migraines and how difficult it was to, it is to explain to someone who doesn't get it. But my friend's husband has been dealing with inner ear issues that make him dizzy and he can't walk straight, just lots of stuff. And I said something like, oh, that sounds like vertigo. I've gotten that before and it's awful, kind of in a sympathy way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, it's nothing like vertigo. And then he would explain to me what it's like to have vertigo, what he's experiencing. And I'm like, it sounds exactly like what I experience. (laughs) And I I guess my whole point is like, we have such a hard time explaining to other people what we experience, Mm -hmm. that it's no wonder people go, oh, that's just your sinuses. That's just a headache. It's just a this, it's just a that. And, you know, really getting each other to understand what we're really experiencing, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you
1: know, let's let's talk about
0: where are the sinuses. Right. Right? Some people may not even know where their sinus cavities are, right? And so right. sinus cavities are in our skull bones and they are sort of like little hollow areas within these bones. Okay. So the sinus cavities, we have them below our eyes, sort of on either side of our nose, below our eyes. And then we have them above the eyebrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And so we would experience pain in those sinus cavities. Well, if we're experiencing pain in the sinus cavities that are above our eyebrow, we're going to feel like we have pain in our forehead. Right. Like
1: we may not even realize it. Yeah.
0: And, and so people, are they, are they thinking, oh, this is sinus pain, right? They, mm-hmm. they may be thinking, oh, this is my forehead. right? Right. With the sinus pain below the eyes, right? We're not, you know, we're getting close to the upper jaw in that area, right? Mm -hmm. And so people can have sinus pain on either side of the nose, and they might think, oh, is my jaw hurting, right? It can be a little bit confusing, right? And when we have pain, a lot of times the pain will radiate, or we might feel it in a little bit of a different area than where it's coming from these types of things. And that can make it even more difficult for people to pinpoint where's the pain coming from.
1: Right. I mean, even their people's teeth, you see people talking about their teeth are killing them in a migraine. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh Tooth pain. That is a symptom with migraines that I think I I see less frequently for people than sinus Mm -hmm. pain. You know, but definitely mm-hmm. people can have tooth pain as part of a migraine mm-hmm. symptom as well.
1: Right. And that's why I guess I'm saying like, it can be very confusing for us to explain and people to understand and pinpoint what is actually happening if you don't know what you're looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when you go to a neurologist and explain my skin tingles, they may or may not say, oh, you have migraines. Or a general practitioner, right? Right,
0: exactly. Because Mm -hmm. just that symptom of your skin tingling, that could be associated with many different conditions. Exactly. So So let's talk about first, uh, let's talk about what are the common symptoms of a sinus infection? Okay. Because again, uh, if people are getting migraines and the migraine symptom has this pain in the sinus area, Mm -hmm. uh, usually people will assume and their doctor will assume that it's a sinus infection and not a migraine. Mm -hmm. So many doctors, when people go in and say, you know, I have some pain here under my eyes on both sides of my nose, right? They're pointing to pain in the sinus area. Most doctors are first going to assume that it's an acute sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Okay, now most acute sinus infections are caused by viruses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you can look this up. Now, most people, if they go into the doctor and the doctor diagnoses them with a sinus infection, most people are going to be given antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Antibiotics do not kill viruses. They kill bacteria. Right. Right. So the standard of care within medicine, within conventional medicine, is to not prescribe antibiotics to people unless there is evidence that the infection is a bacterial infection. Hmm. Because... As many people are probably aware, antibiotics have been over-prescribed mm-hmm. over the past 70 years or so that they've been available. And we now have antibiotic-resistant bacteria,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because the bacteria, they are responding to the antibiotics. They want to live, okay? <laughs> and so they have evolved to evade the antibiotics to not be susceptible mm-hmm. anymore to the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. And this has caused a big problem. Okay. Right? Now, there are many, many natural therapeutics available to treat bacterial infections. However, there are some pretty bad bugs out there. Mm-hmm. And if someone has, say, sepsis they have a bacterial infection in their blood mm-hmm. and we don't have antibiotics that work anymore okay we're gonna have a big problem yeah not that you know uh i have had colleagues that have successfully treat, treated sepsis without antibiotics but for most people they don't have access to that type of care and they're going to need effective antibiotics for serious bacterial infections And Mm -hmm. so conventional medicine, they have grown very concerned, right, over the past 20, 25 years that, uh, you know, we're kind of getting what they call these superbugs, right, that don't respond to antibiotics. We're going to be in big trouble here, okay? So they have gotten very strict with their standard of care guidelines, to say, do not prescribe antibiotics to people unless we have a positive, say, strep test, unless we have a culture done and a sensitivity analysis done on the culture, that is, what antibiotics are, uh, are effective against the particular bacteria that was cultured. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when people go into the doctor and there's a suspected sinus infection, the medical doctor should be taking a swab and getting a culture of the mucus, right? And sending that into the lab. This is not something that can be done in the doctor's office. It needs to go to the lab unless it's like a rapid strep test or something like that. But that sample needs to be sent off to the lab where they do what is called a culture and sensitivity they culture or grow the bacteria from the sample, and then they determine what antibiotics are specifically effective against this bacteria so that the right one is prescribed. There, mm-hmm. It's not just, as you like to say, Mary, spaghetti-on-the-wall medicine. It's just, a, oh, take this antibiotic. Let's see if it goes away, right? That yes. leads to antibiotic-resistant bacteria If you give someone an antibiotic that doesn't doesn't match the bacteria that they need help with, right? Then the bacteria kind of learn how to evade that antibiotic.
1: Well, I hate to be like a naysayer or anything, but I really don't think that most practitioners do go to the lengths that you were just describing. No,
0: they don't. Unfortunately, they don't follow their own standard of care. I see this over and over again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I even see, so again, if someone goes in to a medical doctor, because again, as a naturopathic physician, I'm trained in conventional medicine diagnostics. I'm I I know how to perform a conventional medical physical exam. I I have been trained to do all of the differential diagnosis that conventional medicine does. So I know what they're supposed to do. That's how I've been Mm -hmm. trained. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when someone goes into the medical doctor and says, hey, it hurts here on either side of my nose under my eyes, the appropriate physical exam that should be done is to actually apply pressure to the sinuses. Okay. Mm. So putting the hands on the patient and pressing down on the area where the sinuses are above the eyes and below the eyes. If there is a sinus infection, viral or bacterial, that's going to hurt. Right. There's going to be, and if it's already hurting, it's going to hurt more. Right. Okay. That is usually not done either. Okay. In this Great. day and age, unfortunately, the medical doctors rarely put their hands on a patient to do a physical exam.
1: Oh.
0: Okay. So, unfortunately, in this day and age, people will go into the doctor and say, This is where it hurts. Oh, it's your, it's, that's where your sinuses are. Here, take this antibiotic, take, take mm-hmm. this five day prednisone pack and take these decongestants without mm-hmm. any physical exam done, without a swab and culture and sensitivity done. Okay, they they typically don't follow their own standard of care on this. Mm-hmm. So what happens then is because it's actually a migraine symptom, mm-hmm. it's going to resolve itself within a couple days. Mm-hmm. But I've already started antibiotics. I've already started my five day prednisone pack, and I've already started the decongestants. So then what happens is it looks like everything that was given to me for a sinus infection worked, quote unquote, worked. Right. Right. And so then we say, oh, OK, I guess I did have a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Now I'm going to move on with my life. OK. Right. Now. Then we have another migraine flare. Let's say a month or two later, we have another migraine flare. Oh, no, my sinus is hurt again. This feels mm. just like it did when I was told I had that sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go back into the doctor. Oh, here's some more antibiotics. Here's some more prednisone. Here's some more decongestants.
1: When people get them at certain seasons, is that more a sign that it is sinus infection rather than a migraine? Or does that not matter? Great question.
0: So when we go into what's actually going on here, this, mm-hmm. you'll see how that ties in, right? Because you're right. Okay. We're going into hay fever season. And so people mm-hmm. that have allergies, they're prone to allergies and sinus infections. It's like, oh boy, every fall I'm getting <laughs> allergies. I'm, then I get a sinus infection, right? The, the whole deal. I right? will go into what's really going on here.
1: We can't plan things better because <laughs> I went into work this morning. And one of my coworkers literally did that entire conversation. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for giving me something to think about and talk about in podcasting before I even knew what we were talking about. Um, but yeah, she was like, everyone was like, oh, are you feeling better? And she's like, yeah, every fall I just get... A cold, and every time I get a cold, I get a sinus infection. Uh-huh. So, like literally it couldn't have been planned better.
0: Mm-hmm. And then if she's prone to migraines, that can get it going to it. now I got a migraine, right
1: Right. well, and I didn't ask her that, but next time no. yeah, right. <laughs> next time I'll refer her to the podcast, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you can see what happens here,
1: right? right
0: when people have a migraine that generates pain in the sinuses. They can go, I've had clients for years have gone down Mm. this road where they think they are getting recurring sinus infections. The doctor is not really doing adequate due diligence and they have taken a tremendous amount of antibiotics and steroid packs and decongestants. Mm. Okay. And we, you know, uh, we may not have time on this podcast to go into all of the ways those medications degrade our health further degrade our health. Right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So this can be a common, um, common sort of path that people go down. Eventually, once the sinus, you know, the so-called sinus infections recur enough, they will be sent to an ENT, ear, nose, and throat specialist. And then here we go with the sinus imaging, et cetera, et cetera. And so very interestingly, many women, who have this history that I'm describing and then they finally get, make it to the ENT and they go in for the MRI. Okay. Let's take a look at the sinuses. What's going on here? Well, what do you mm. know? The doctor says your sinuses look fine. Mm. There's no inflammation here. Mm-hmm. This is right. This is a textbook sinus. I don't know why you're having this problem.
1: mm. Right, And then we go back to, it's all in your head. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, right. Yeah, oh my goodness. Or if inflammation
0: is found on imaging, then, oh, well, we need to have a surgery. Okay, I've had many clients that have had sinus surgery and they continue to have the so-called sinus infections that are actually Mm. migraines, right? So that's a common path that people will kind of take if they have migraines that generate sinus pain as a migraine symptom. The other path that I see people take is they are prone to allergies. They're prone to sinus infections. And if those things start to snowball and they start to get too severe, they will get tipped over into a migraine. Mm. And so this is where people can feel like, yeah, I started off, I had the the nasal discharge. Um, I was, I knew I had allergies. My eyes were watering and burning. I had all this nasal discharge. You know, it got so stuffed up that then I got a sinus infection. And then just due to all of this stress that I'm under dealing with these allergies and sinuses, That's enough to tip me into a migraine. And then they have sort of a classic migraine on top of it.
1: Mm, Yuck.
0: Right? So the first path is their migraine generates symptoms that feel like a sinus infection. And they kind of go down this sinus uh, rabbit hole without a lot of answers. Or we have other people that it's very clear they're starting off severe allergies, severe sinus congestion, and then... Poof. It's sort of like the straw on the camel's back
1: that can tip mm-hmm. them
0: into a migraine, and then they have sort of classic migraine type symptoms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what's really going on here? Okay. So we want to go back to what I call the three principles. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you've been following the podcast, I talk about what I call the three principles that are required to restore and maintain our health. So the three principles, just as a refresher, there are three things that we have to do to restore and maintain our health. The first principle is we have to get the nutrients to every cell in the body that our cells need. Second principle is we have to clear metabolic waste material. And the third principle is we have to restore our resiliency and vitality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we have sinus inflammation and or allergies, I'm going to tie in allergies here, mm-hmm. this is an indication that we have an excess of metabolic waste material and toxins within that second principle. mm-hmm. Allergies and sinus problems tie into that second principle. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this a little bit more. So every cell in our body is continuously generating metabolic waste material, right? Our cells are doing the work that they are supposed to do, and they are generating waste material all Mm -hmm. the time. That waste material has to be removed from the body, right? Mm -hmm. The little waste material molecules are actually toxic, okay? And they have to be detoxified or untoxified, okay, by the liver, the lungs, and the kidneys. Those are the three organs of detoxification. And then they have to be eliminated from the body via our stool, via our urine, our exhaled breath, our skin, okay? They have to be processed by the liver, the lungs, and or the kidney, and then they have to be eliminated through the stool, the sweat, the skin, the breath, the urine, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, we are also exposed to toxins, toxic substances, From the environment, the food supply, the water supply, the air supply, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those have to be cleared as well. So our bodies are designed to clear the metabolic waste material that we generate. Our bodies are designed to clear the normally occurring toxins in the food that we eat, Our food actually has to be detoxified.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Our bodies are not designed to detoxify all of the chemicals in the environment. This Mm -hmm. is a new phenomenon. Right. So do you think that people are a little bit overloaded in
1: this second principle? Absolutely. Just a touch. I get overloaded by cats personally. (laughs) Yes. Yes right mhm <laughs> in some ways like it's really sad because just little basic things that are you know should be normal parts of life like hay fever grass like you can't even go outside it overloads your system
0: mhm
1: mhm so i like to
0: think of this we've kind of got like a toxin bucket that we're constantly mm-hmm. filling up and constantly trying to drain right mm-hmm. We're constantly filling it up with our own metabolic waste material that we make. It's getting filled up as a natural consequence of the food that we eat and have to process. And then everything from the environment in the modern age, it's kind of going into this bucket. Mm -hmm. We have to have a drain at the bottom of the bucket. Otherwise the bucket's going to overflow, right? And the drain has to be wide enough to keep up with what's getting put in, right? Mm -hmm. You can't put in 10 pounds and have a three pound drain, right? right? Otherwise that bucket is going to overflow. Mm. So, you know, newsflash, most people have an overflowing bucket. (laughs) I would think so. Right. So then what happens when we breathe in a little grass molecule in the fall, a little, uh, you know, corn silk molecule right when the i'm in the midwest right the corn starts to turn yellow this is when everybody gets hay fever right right when they're bringing the crops in so we our bucket is already overflowing right we're barely able to keep up and then i breathe in a whole bunch of grass molecules our lungs are an organ of detoxification The same detoxification pathways that are in the liver are in the lungs. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. We have to detoxify the air that we breathe. Mm. Right? We don't think when we're breathing in air, it doesn't seem like anything's in it to us. Right? Right. It's loaded with molecules, little cat dander molecules, little corn silk molecules, Mm -hmm. little grass molecules we we're not aware of this but it is mm-hmm. little little uh, fungi mold sores <laughs> all
1: of this stuff right is anyone else grossed out right now <laughs> i'm like oh gross okay right you're getting out the hand wipes right oh
0: yeah so um our lungs have to process all of these molecules and get them mm-hmm. out, right?
1: They should not go in. They should be processed, okay? This might be a dumb question. I don't know. But when you breathe in those molecules, are they just going straight into your sinuses and just camping out? Well, so, you yeah, it's,
0: it's a great question, right? Because we're breathing this in. And if we can't, if that bucket is already overflowing, they're not going to get processed. Mm-hmm. So then the body says, "Okay, I can't process this through my detoxification pathways. I'm going to have to flush this out." Well, how do we flush it out? Well, we generate a mucus. Right? If I can catch it in the mucus and then blow the mucus out, I can mm-hmm. I, I don't have to have the lungs process it. I don't have to keep adding to this bucket that's already overflowing.
1: Mm-hmm. If I
0: trap it in the mucus, that's Then I can prevent it from getting in and I can, I can blow it out. Mm-hmm. How do I make mucus? Well, I have to have inflammation to make mucus. Mm. Right? This is what we call allergies. This is what we mm-hmm. call sinus inflammation. This is what we call life. Like <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a normal day to most people. <laughs> right. So we're blaming the grass molecule. Right, there has been grass on the planet before we were here. Mm -hmm. Right, this shouldn't be a big shocker to the system. Mm. Right, it's a it's a shock to the system when the bucket is already flowing and the lungs are saying, "Look, I'm already drowning here. There's no way I'm going to get to this." So then the body says, "Okay, Plan B. Mm. Now I'm going to engage the immune system, and we're going to have the immune system." Try to clear this out of here. So, I'm going to bring in all of these white blood cells. I'm going to bring in mast cells. I'm going to bring in cytokines. I'm going to bring in all of this stuff from the immune system to the nasal passages, maybe even to my lungs themselves, so that I can generate enough mucus to get this out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what do we experience? We experience oh my goodness, my nose is running, uh, my sinuses are filling up, I'm congested, you, you get enough inflammation there, well, I'm going to have some pain there. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we have an overload within this second principle, when our bucket is overflowing, if we are predisposed to sinus issues predisposed to seasonal allergies, right? Those are the symptoms that we're going to get.
1: Mm. So are most sinus infections more related to migraines or just the people who are already prone to migraines? Well, they
0: you can have people that are prone to sinus infections and not prone to migraines, mm-hmm. right? Those people don't reach out to me. Right. Right. The people that reach out to me, they're prone to both. You know, everybody that reaches out to me is prone to migraines. And then a subset of those people are also going to be prone to sinus infections or mm-hmm. sinus issues, let's say. Okay. Right?
1: So I don't necessarily need to run back to work and tell my friend, <laughs> hey, you got to quit going in for sinus infections, you know, like... There are people who are just suffering from sinus infections. uh, Again, going back to sinus actual infections,
0: right? Because we can have sinus inflammation and Mm -hmm. we can have a sinus infection. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So inflammation is going to occur without any viruses or bacteria Mm -hmm. sort of contributing to the problem. Okay. Okay. Or... We can, so a common thing that can happen to people, right? Okay. So um, my bucket is overflowing. I'm breathing in all of this, you know, hay molecules and my, the, the amount of inflammation that my body is generating to flush this out, right? Cause it's Ooh. like, whoa, we got to have a lot of mucus here to flush this out. We're going to need a lot of inflammation in this area. And so then everything becomes so congested, Right. We are coated with bacteria and viruses anyway. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's a sterile environment within our sinus cavities. There's naturally occurring bacteria and viruses in there all the time. Mm -hmm. But let's say that gets totally stuffed up, right? What should happen with the sinuses is there's a flow through the sinuses, right? If everything gets totally congested and stuffed up, then I've sort of trapped bacteria and viruses in there. Well, that's a nice, <laughs> nice environment for them to get out of hand. Right. Right. So, yeah, you could have, you know, you could catch, say, a cold virus, right? You could you could catch a virus from somebody else, or you could catch a bacterial infection from somebody else, and that could settle in your sinuses and generate a sinus infection, but A lot of people experience the allergy aspect first. You know, first Mm -hmm. I'm getting the sinus congestion. Mm -hmm. And if I can't get that under control in a week or two, it's going to go into a sinus infection. That's because we've got the sinus is so congested and stuffed up and you got this warm, wet environment in there that
1: the bacteria Mm -hmm.
0: and the viruses that are there already, they start to overgrow.
1: Mm. It's like a sinus party.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Party in the sinuses. right?
1: Party in the (laughs) sinuses. Bring your own drinks.
0: (laughs) Exactly. B-Y-O-B, right? Yeah. So, but again, even if somebody has an actual infection, usually they are caused by viruses. It's not that common that people have a bacterial sinus infection. And the old wives' tale. Oh well, if it's you know green mucus, that means bacteria. If it's clear mucus, that means it's a virus. That is not true. They have studied that. You can have Hmm. green mucus with a viral sinus infection.
1: That's interesting to know Mm -hmm. because I don't think anyone has ever stopped saying that wives' tale.
0: Correct. You can have a bacterial sinus infection with clear mucus. mucus. Right. Hmm. So the only way to tell if you have a bacterial sinus infection, is to do that culture and sensitivity. That's the Mm. only way to tell. You cannot tell if it's viral or bacterial based on symptoms.
1: Mm -hmm. And I honestly do believe that 99% of the time they just give you an antibiotic Thinking, well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, they'll probably feel better either way. (laughs)
0: Right. Because if it's a viral infection, the immune system has to take care of the problem anyway, which it Mm -hmm. will do. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even when we have a bacterial infection, any type of bacterial infection, sinus infection, or other bacterial infection, it is actually never the antibiotic that kills all of the bacteria. Mm -hmm. What is actually happening is, The bacterial load, the number of bacteria, is too much for our immune system to handle, given the particular sort of health or robustness of our immune system, right? Some people don't have an immune system that is functioning that well. And so even a little bit of bacteria is going to overwhelm it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So what the antibiotics do is they kill some of the bacteria. Our immune system always has to finish the job. No Mm. antibiotic will kill all bacteria in the infection. Mm. What it does is it lowers it enough. It kills enough of the bacteria. So our immune system can say, oh, okay, this number I can handle. Mm. So it is always actually our immune system that Mm. is clearing the infection, whether it's viral or bacterial. We think it's the antibiotic. That's killing the bacteria fully. It is not. It is always our immune system that finishes the job.
1: So it's like we've just handed them, handed our immune system a sword, like something to help do the job. But it's still them, the immune system that's fighting.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. The immune system always has to finish it up. That's interesting. That is kind of what's going on, you know, with allergies leading to sinus congestion, leading to sinus infections, right? It is ultimately because our bucket is overflowing and our Mm -hmm. body is having to go to extra measures to generate that discharge to flush out what it cannot process. Mm -hmm. Okay. And And I know this, my firsthand experience, as I said before, I am prone to allergies. It's Mm a, it's a symptom that runs in the family. I have other family members that are prone to allergies. By the time I was in high school, I was taking allergy shots because I had the springtime allergies. I would have insanity level springtime Mm -hmm. allergies resulting in nosebleeds and the whole bit. Okay. By the Mm -hmm. time I was in high school. So, uh, the first spring after I restored my health about 25 years ago. Mm. You could not believe how dumbfounded I was Hmm. because I did not have any seasonal allergies.
1: That's crazy. It's hard to believe for
0: sure. It's unbelievable. And so as Mm. the years have gone by, this is actually something that I use to kind of gauge where's my bucket? Mm. Because there are some springs where I will, yeah, I will have a little congestion. Mm. I'll start sneezing. My mm-hmm. nose will start running. Huh. Ah, I'm, my bucket's getting a little over over full here. Right. Right? There's there's other springs I, I breeze through, right? I don't even think about it. it doesn't even occur to me. So we have these symptoms that are subtle indicators of where we are at within these three principles allergies mm. is
1: one of them mm.
0: i have had many clients experience this i'll get a message in the springtime or i'll get a message in the fall you won't believe it but you know my springtime allergies 90 percent better oh that's awesome right we worked together last fall allergies weren't an issue because she didn't she wasn't susceptible to fall allergies what mm. do you know springtime comes around wait a minute here I'm not taking Allegra every day for a month. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Right. Awesome. Yeah. Same thing with sinuses. Right. I've worked with clients. Oh, yeah. Every month I get a sinus infection or every month my sinuses flare. Well, I'm looking for that to get better and better. Mm -hmm. It has to if we are draining that bucket
1: and it's probably like we've talked about in lots of podcasts, like one of those symptoms that people say, oh, I'm always healthy when they talk to you at first. Oh, I'm healthy. I'm healthy except for my migraines. And you're going, but do you have allergies? <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Something
0: when... we even think about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't think of allergies as a health concern.
1: Because mm, it's so nor- normal, quote unquote normal. Right? Yeah.
0: It's just like, oh, this is what happens to humans
1: hmm. Right. We don't think of it as a health concern. So when the bucket gets to the point where now you've got um, first you get pressure, then you get a sinus infection and then th- does the bucket tip over and then you're in a migraine zone? Is well, that...
0: right. Yeah, exactly. So for those people who, it, oh, yeah, you know what, if I get too congested, I can get a migraine. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what is happening in that situation is I would categorize more within the third principle mm-hmm. our resiliency and vitality. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me recap for those of you that are new and haven't heard me talk about the third principle before. So, every living system has an organizing energy, we are no exception. OK, that organizing energy keeps things in balance and homeostasis keeps all of the 30 to 40 trillion cells and our mental and emotional aspect are keeps it in working order. OK, mm-hmm. so I like to think of that as a needle pointing north. When we are in a state of health, our needle is pointing north. We're in the green zone. We feel good. Mm. That needle is continuously getting knocked down towards west by stressors, physical stressors. Physical stressors are things like um, barometric pressure changes, sunlight, having to generate inflammation in our sinuses is a physical stressor on the body, okay? You can have big physical stressors like accidents or surgeries or things like that, right? Uh, but we are continuously bombarded all the time by physical stressors, little physical stressors. Okay. Our body can generate physical stressors. Again, if we have to generate a whole bunch of inflammation to generate a whole bunch of mucus, that's a physical stressor on us. Okay. And then we have mental and emotional stressors. Those stressors are continuously pushing our needle towards West. It's Mm our own resiliency and vitality. That pushes the needle back up to north. Mm -hmm. Now, when my needle points northwest, I go into my migraine zone. Mm. Right? So those of us that are prone to migraines, we've got a little spot on the dial, migraine time. Mm. If the needle gets in that zone, we're going to get a migraine. Mm -hmm. So for people where, oh, no, if I don't get this sinus inflammation turned around in time, I'm going to get a migraine. This is a situation where the physical stress of having to generate all of that inflammation is pushing that needle down closer and closer to their migraine zone, and they don't have enough resiliency and vitality to push it back up. Mm -hmm. So this may take a day to get into migraine zone. This might take a week, right? It's going to depend on people's resiliency and vitality at that point in time. To to how long it's going to take for them to get a migraine after mm-hmm. all of this sinus inflammation kicks in.
1: Mm-hmm. So a person who has a very very low vitality at the moment would go into migraine zone pretty quick. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. right. So that that's the sinus issue. Second mm-hmm. principle. We've got our resiliency and vitality playing a role. Okay. The other factor here. Is people can have migraines that feel like sinus pain. This is the other group of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Migraine symptoms can be right very, very diverse. They can be a little bizarre sometimes, right? They can mm-hmm. strike in areas that are not in the head. Right? right. And so there are people. When they get a migraine, the pain generated is not in their head, it's in the area where the sinuses are. Mm. And these are the people that at the beginning we talked about kind of going down that first path where they, you know, oh, we did an MRI, there's no inflammation, but they keep getting diagnosed with these recurring sinus infections. Mm -hmm. The way you can test this. Is if you take a tryptin and your sinus pain goes away, that's not that's not a sinus infection. That's a migraine. Mm. And this is true for some of these other sort of um, these other symptoms that are not occurring in the head, right? Uh, like uh, it's very common for people with migraines to have neck pain with their migraines. Mm -hmm. And to Mm -hmm. us, it feels like, oh gosh, my neck is hurting. Oh no, this is going to go up into my head. Right. It feels Mm -hmm. like, oh, if I could just get this kink out of my neck, if I could just get my neck loosened up, if I could just get the right pillow, it wouldn't go up into my head. Right. But really the migraine pain is in the neck. It's starting in the neck instead of the head. So to us, it feels like, oh, I must have thrown my neck out or I slept wrong on a pillow or, or this or that. I need a chiropractor. If you take a tryptin and your neck pain goes away,
1: you don't have a pulled muscle. <laughs> so the the tryptins really specifically only work if they if it's a migraine. Correct. Correct. Because it's not like an Advil that will take inflammation from anywhere in the body. It's very specific to reacting to the migraines. Correct.
0: So this Mm -hmm. is a test that I will have my clients do, right? Because, you know, they're, they're coming in, they've got all of this pain all over the body, right? It's like, what's going on here, right? My chiropractor says that it's because my neck's out of alignment, you know, my Daughter thinks I need a new pillow, you know, all this. It's like, okay, what happens Mm -hmm. when you take a tryptin? Mm -hmm. Oh, it goes away. Mm Hmm. Okay. That's a migraine symptom. Mm -hmm. It's not a neck problem. Mm Hmm. Very interesting. So if you have sinus pain and you take a tryptin and the sinus pain goes away, you don't have a sinus infection. Mm Hmm. You don't have inflammation being generated to flush out allergens. That's where your body is generating your migraine symptom. That's why Mm. the tryptin works, right? Somebody has a sinus infection and you give them an imitrex, it's not going to do anything.
1: Mm. Interesting. Right?
0: So that's a little test that people can use to figure out Okay, what is actually going on? Mm -hmm. So those are the two paths that people are going to go down, right? They're going to have an overflowing bucket, and then they're going to breathe in what we call an allergen, right? Which is Mm -hmm. actually just naturally occurring molecules in the air, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That is going to really cause that bucket to overflow. Their lungs are not going to be able to process that. And so then the body is going to say, well, lungs can't do it. Let's pull in the immune system. Let's flush this out. And then they have this Mm. whole allergy response, sinus response, which then pushes the needle sort of like the last straw on the camel's back, pushes their needle down into migraine zone. Now they have a migraine. That's one path. Okay. Mm. The other path is, They don't have any sinus issues at all. The migraine feels like a sinus problem. Mm -hmm. So that's the, (laughs) right? You said, Mary, uh uh-oh, Leslie uh, asked a yes or no question here, but I don't think it's going to be a yes or no, (laughs) a yes or no answer, right? That's 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 the
1: deal. Very short podcast, (laughs) which I know we do not know how to do short podcasts.
0: (laughs) Exactly,
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so very good did i cover your questions you always have such good questions you can really get into the mind of a migraine sufferer and answer good questions that i answer everything
1: yeah i just have so many questions about allergens because i never have connected them in my mind to like the migraine issue Mm -hmm. so now like i said my personally my uh not that I'm asking you for medical help here, but my my allergies have been driving me insane lately, and I guess it never occurred to me that my bucket was overflowing, and I needed to you know work on those things, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just makes you start really questioning I guess all of the things going on physically mm-hmm. with your body, yeah, yeah,
0: and like we've talked about before, the migraines are a second order symptom. Mm -hmm. I had a client a while back. She made this very astute observation about herself after we did her full assessment. And I reported back to her sort of where she was at within these three principles, where her blockers or deficiencies or missing pieces were for her within these three principles, which is what Mm -hmm. we do during the assessment process. Mm -hmm. It's like the light bulb went off. Mm. And she said, oh, now I get it. I've been so focused on my migraines. My migraines are here because all of these other things were here first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. By the time we have migraines, we have all of these first order symptoms Mm -hmm. being generated within these three
1: principles. And I think that's just such a unique uh, perspective because I just don't think most people would ever connect most of those things together. And we've talked about before just how disconnected we view so many things about the human experience. Like, I don't connect the fact that my joints are hurting to the stress I'm feeling in family relationships, just Mm -hmm. as examples, you know, Mm -hmm. like we don't really make the connection in so many ways. So I find it really interesting when we dig into these things. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So All yeah. right.
0: Well, wonderful, Mary. Sounds like we yeah. we answered it, huh? I think so. <laughs> it was a good chat. All right, great. Well, thanks so much. I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Well, wonderful, and thanks everybody for listening. And before you go, be sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast. Um, And please, if you have somebody in your life who's suffering from chronic migraines, please share this information with them. Who could benefit from this information that we talked about today? Please share that on your social media or share it with your friends and loved ones who've been praying for this information. And if you want to stay connected with Mary and I, please join our free Facebook group. We have nearly 12,000 women who are rediscovering a migraine-free life naturally. You can go to Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar, N.D., in the search box on Facebook, or you can go to HealingMigrainesNaturally.com and we will redirect you there.